Today's daf is Bavakama daf tzadikay. We are nine lines from the bottom of daf tzadik dalid omid beis toshma. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu bnei Yisrael hanesunu batzar vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned leilui nishmas Reb Chaim Yeshua ben Reb Avram Yecheskel and leilui nishmas Reb Yecheskel ben Reb Naftali. So we're in the middle of a gemara that began on top of the omid which discussed a fascinating b'risa. The b'risa says, HaGazlonim umalvi beribis, a gazlon, or someone that loaned money beribis, where he violated the Issa ribis deiraisa. Shehechziru, if they now do tshuva, and they want to return this that they took unlawfully, the gazlon wants to return the gzela, the malvi beribis wants to return the ribis, the interest that he collected. You're not supposed to accept it. The nigzal is supposed to tell the gazlan, I appreciate the gesture, but at the same time, no thank you. And the person that gave the ribbis, even though he's entitled to get his money back, but still, you're not supposed to accept it. If someone takes, which theoretically should be his right to take, which Rashi touched in a very interesting way, it means this person is lacking a ruach of chachma, he's lacking a ruach of chasidus, he's behaving inappropriately, he's not doing what it is that he's supposed to do. Said the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan commented and said, "Bimei Rabbi Mishnas Mishnazu, this Mishbraisa, which is a very big chiddush, is something that was taught in the times of Rabbi, and it really was precipitated by a Maisa Shahaya. The Tanya Maisa Badum Echad Shabikish Tlasis Chuba. There was a person that was a Malva Beribis. He was a Gazlin, and he wanted to do Chuba. Amalei Ishtoi. So his wife told him, Reka, lay the guy. Imata Oisne Chuba. If you're going to do Chuba and you're going to start returning everything that you stole, I." Even gonna have to return your belt, meaning there's nothing you own that's yours. And this person said, "You know what? If that's the case, I'm not doing tshuva." And it was Ba'isa at that point that Chazal said this halacha that Now, why is this a fascinating brisa? Because it's so counterintuitive. If somebody steals, if someone's malvah beribis, he was over in Isidai Raisa, so he's supposed to now take the ribis and return it. But in the times of Rebbe, there was a takana that was put into place that said that one should not do this. The Gemara asked Akasha, on this. Brysa, the Gemara answered it. In the answer of the Gemara, the Gemara talked a little bit about Kibbut of Aim, specifically as it relates to a father that's a Russia, something that we digressed about in the raid in last night's staff. We're now going to continue with additional Toshmas as it relates to this halacha. Says the Gemara Toshma, a Brysa, Hagazlonim Umalve Beribis, as it relates to a Gazlon or Malve Beribis, Afabishagavu, even if they collected. Machzirin, they're supposed to return. So if a Gazlin collects, or if a Malva Baribis collects, they're supposed to return. So the Gemara says, before we ask any kashas from this Brisa, let's try to understand a little bit what the words even mean. Gazlonim maisha govawika. What does it mean the Gazlin was goiva? Meaning, a Malva Baribis that was goiva makes perfect sense. He loaned someone money, he didn't just collect the principal, he collected the interest as well. But a gazlin is goiva, and the Gemara is rather wordy. Either he stole it or he didn't steal it, but 
He wasn't goivet ela so you have to read the price as follows. The price is talking about a gazlin, but a specific type of gazlin. What type of gazlin? A malva beribis. So this is Ezo Neshech 101, which is not our sugya, that a malva beribis, even though really the loiva gives the malva willingly and wholeheartedly, it was maybe the right business move for him to borrow money, Beribis. But at the same time, we view the Malva Beribis as being a Gazlan. It's a Chiddush. In fact, Hilchas Ribis is not even in Chosha Mishpat. Hilchas Ribis in Shulchan Aruch is in Yeridea. And Pashup Shad is because it's not a Chosha Mishpat Dege Isser. You didn't take something from somebody without his consent. He agreed to it. It might have even made perfect sense. Stating that the Torah says you can't do it. Just like the Torah says that you can't eat an Avela, thus Hilcha is in Yeridea, the Torah also says that you can't be Malva Brevis, which is why it's in Yeridea. But regardless, despite the fact that it's a Yeridea de Geinian, you find this theme that a Malva Brevis is a Gazan, regardless. So the Bryce is not talking about a Gazan and a Malva Brevis, the Bryce is talking about a Malva Brevis, who happens to be a Gazan. And the way you read it is, even if they collected already the interest, Machzirin, they're supposed to return it. What's the kasha? You see from here that a Malva Beribis is supposed to return what it is he stole. I thought that there was this Grace Takana Bimei Rebbe that said that you're not supposed to accept. And if you accept, it means you don't have a Ruach Chachma, you don't have a Ruach of Chesidus. Here you see Mephorosh in the price, you're supposed to return it. So the Gemara says, Amri Machzirin, the Eim Read the Brysa. The Brysa didn't say you're supposed to accept it. The Brysa said that the Malva Baribis is supposed to come to you and he's supposed to return it. You, however, are not supposed to accept it, says the Gemara. Elo. If you're not going to accept it, so what is this, some charade? It's not a litzonis, so what are you returning if the person is not supposed to accept it? Says the Gemara, meaning the Malva has his achrayas and the Loiva has his achrayas. The Malva is supposed to try to get you to return it and your avoid is to say that I don't want to take it. So from the Malva's perspective, even Bimei Rebbe, they said machzirim, but at the same time, they told the person on the other end, the Nigzal, that he's not supposed to accept it. Toshma, another kasha, Haroyim, shepherds, Vagaboim, these were Gabbai Tzlokov, Amuchsim tax collectors. So all these people were Becheskas Gazlonim. Chuvasan kasha. Says the Bryce, it's very difficult for them to do Chuva. Umachzirin, Lamakirin, but they should try to return whatever it is they stole from people that they know for sure they stole from. The reason it's difficult for these people to do Chuva is because if someone's a Gazlon, in order for him to do Chuva, he has to be. Mikayim, the Heshev Esak Zeila Ashagazal. He has to return what he stole. These people are just Vildegaths on him, and they steal from everybody. Thus, they have no cheshbin of who it is they stole from. If someone punk Bakroy is a Gazan. Okay, he knows who he stole from. He'll do tshuva, hopefully, and he'll return whatever he needs to return. But these people are repeat offenders. They are indiscriminate Gazlonim. Thus, it's impossible for them to do tshuva. Chazal say, tshuva some kosha. However, machsir the makirin. If there's someone that you know for sure that you stole from, that person you should return from. That, but what do you see from here? Clearly, machzirin. Again, I thought, Bimei Rebbe Nishnes, that you're not supposed to return Zayla. So the Gemara says, Amri, machzirin, the same exact terrors. All the prices says, that's supposed to return. But you're not supposed to accept the Velo, Lama machzirin. So why then are we going through this? Again, for him to fulfill his chiyah b'day shemaim, he's supposed to try to return it. But at the same time, you're not supposed to accept it. Says the Gemara, Ihochi, I might chuvas and kasha. A nice question. What are you telling me, chuvas and kasha? What's so hard? 
if you have to return it, Shuvas and Kasha. But if this is Takana that you don't have to return it, then what's so hard about it? Void, and I'll ask you another Kasha. In my safe, take a look at the safe of that price. It says the Shaim Makir in the event that these people stole from people that they don't know. What you should do is community service, meaning try to give the community the Tibur back something, and like this you'll fulfill your mitzvah of Vehashim. Explain what does it mean, Tsarchei Tzibur, you should dig pits, Rashi says, you should irrigate water into these pits. The point is that you see clearly that you're supposed to do something. Ella says the Gemara, you have to say, Kasha, another teretz, a rather simple teretz, and that is, Kan Koidim Takono, Kam Takono. This idea that, uh, Gazlan and Amalva Beribis, Shehechziru, ain't Makabumeh. Vahamikabumhem ain't Rachacham, Noichemenu, Rabbi Yochran said, Be may Rabbi Nishnis Mishnazu. And it was based on a Maisa Shahoya Kachoya. It wasn't always like that. It was something that went into effect during a certain time in history. But prior to that time, if somebody stole or was Malva Beribis, you were supposed to return whatever it is that you stole. This Brysa that says the Gemara clearly says that a Gazlan is supposed to return is discussing Kaidama Takana, and as a result, it's not a kasha on the price. Says the Gemara, Hashdam Rav Nachman. Now that Rav Nachman said, so what did Rav Nachman say? Rav Nachman was commenting on this Takana that was instituted in the times of Rebbe. And he said that the only time it was said that it's only that's only if the thing that was stolen is no longer kind. But if the thing itself that you stole you have, then Avadi is supposed to return it. Then the Gemara says, you could say even a more push to Teretz. You could say all the prices are going and it's still not The Takana was talking about where the Gzela was not Kayemes. This is talking about where the Gzela is Kayemes to the extent the Gzela is Kayemes. Sindir, you're supposed to return it. Says the Gemara, how could Rav Nachman have said that the whole Takana was made dafka in a situation where the Gzela is not Kayemes? If the Gzela is Kayemes, then you have to return it. And over there, there was no Takana. The Takana, we said, was triggered from a Maisa Shahaya, where there was a Goslin, and this Goslin was going to have to return even his Avnate. Why? Because he had stolen his Avnate. It didn't really belong to him. And it's for that reason that the whole Takana went into place. Now, if you're going to tell me the Takana was never said with regards to returning something that you physically stole, that means this person actually did have to return the Avne. So the Takana was made because of this person not wanting to return his Avne. That would then certainly suggest that the Takana was addressing the Avne. Yet you're telling me that the whole Takana was So the Gemara says, My Avne may Avne. This person who had this Avne, when his wife said, Reka, don't you realize even that you're going to have to give back? He hadn't physically stole the Avne. He stole money that he used to buy the Avne. But the point is, he didn't physically steal the Avne, and it's for that reason, it was a situation with the Kishayin Gzele Kayemes. That's why it does stem with Rav Nachman's Allah. The Gemara has one last cash, and that is, So you're telling me that even though there was this grace of Takana from Rebbe, but it doesn't make sense that it was said to the level that if somebody steals something, and he physically has this thing, and he's able to return it, you shouldn't have to return it. If you physically have the thing to return, you're always going to return it. What then was the Takana? When all you have is the money, says the Gemara, I'll ask you a kasha from a very famous Takana Sashav, in Marish, a beam, the Gzei where 
if the beam is kayim, the halacha is v'tnan. We learned in the Mishnah, "La marish hagazal shabanim bebirush eitel dama v'neitakonas nashavim." So if somebody steals a marish and now he affixes this marish into a building, the halacha is that the nigzal can't force the gazlin to get him to return the actual marish. And the reason is because, although he technically could just take it out of the second floor, because then all ten floors are going to come crashing down and no one's going to ever do it. So, there was a takana that was met, that was put into place, that said that if you stole a marish and right now it's in a bira, don't return it. Now, this is a situation where we're instituting a takana sashavim. It's not the same exact takana sashavim, but it's certainly me'inyin le'inyin ba'oysa'inyin, where we have here a takana sashavim and we're we're, implying, we're instituting it even where the gzela is kayemes. So the Gemara says, Shani Hasan, there it's different. Even the Ikab say that the beer is Although the Marish was physically kayem, but the svara of the Takana Sashavim very much applies over there. Meaning, when Rav Nachman said that Rebbe didn't make his Takana when the Gzela is Kayemes, he meant when it's Kayemes, it's sitting in your drawer, it's in your house, it's in your closet, it's in your driveway. It's not a big deal to go ahead and return it. So, for a Takana Sashavim in that situation, De Chazal didn't want to make. But if you have a, a Takana Sashavim situation where you stole a Marish and now it's in a building, so there it passes the Svaru of Takana Sashavim even though the Gzela is Kayemes, meaning you have to use the fifth of Shulchan Aruch a little bit. Avada, high level, it makes sense to say that there's a difference in Takana Sashavim, whether the Gzela is Kayemis or whether the Gzela is not Kayemis. But doesn't mean that it's impossible that you'll have a situation where the Gzela is Kayemis and it wouldn't make sense to have the Takana Sashavim. And that's really what the Takana of the Marish was. And that's why there, even though the Gzela was Kayemis, still there was a Takana that was put into place. So this really concludes the first part of today's daf. But before we go back, we have to speak out one Tosis. We're going to get back to the Tosis in the raid, but we just, for the just daf portion in the daf, we have to speak out this Tosis. And that is, so it sounds like, if you walk away from this Gemara, that there's a new Takana. And that is that if somebody's a Gazlin, if someone's a Malva Beribis, no worries. I mean, you should try to give it back. But really, the person, if he's going to... Counsel with someone Khashif, he's going to tell him, Balabat uh, Shayyid doesn't take back something that was stolen from him. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's the wrong thing. And it sounds like a little bit of a chiddish, but be may rebi nishnas mishnazu, and it was based on a maisa shayyakachayo, and it's related to Takana Sashav. The problem is that if this is the case, like, how do you make sense of Bava Kama, Bava Metziah, Bava Basra, Sanhedrin? I mean, the whole Sayyidin Ezekiel seems to go by the wayside. I mean, I guess, it was something that was Negea. But it seems very, very difficult to understand this. And the Bali Toysfis already struggled with trying to put this Gemara in its appropriate context. And really, if you look at Toysfis, Dibra Maschal, Bimei Rebbe, Nishnes, Mishnazu, Toysfis presents two different Mahalchen from two of the great Bali Toysfis. One is from Rabbeinu Tam, and the other one is from the Ri. And we'll just read a few lines from both of the Mahalchim. Rabbeinu Tam said, As it relates to this Takana of Rebbe, this Takana did not exist before the times of Rebbe, and this Takana was not meant to exist after the times of Rebbe. This Takana was made dafka for his generation, and it was related to a Maisa Shahaya. 
How do I know that? The meisim bechol yoyim says Rebbeinu Tam because everybody knows every dying is involved with this. Shemekablu min agazlonim v'donin din egzelos. And then he says, I'll prove it to you. Ki ahu de gazel padna de tura. Come on, sadik vav amid base. Vahu narshod de ganav sifra. Come on, kuf tes vav amid alef. Vahu raya shnai moichsim fame. V'naske de rababov cheskes abatim fame. V'amin enami base hau neshach. The ribes ktsutsa yoytze bedayonim. It can't be that this is something that was really meant to permeate the generations. Balkarchach, this is something that came into place in the times of Rebbe, which means prior to Rebbe's sight and this halacha didn't exist, and it was meant only for Rebbe's sight. And after Rebbe's sight, and it wouldn't exist either. Said Rebbe Nutam, Lafize, you can understand, a diktuk niflan the Gemara. Velokach, loy paruch lakamon elami brises. He says it's for that reason that all the kashas that the Gemara asked were only from brises, but there were no kashas that were asked from any Mishnayas. You know why? So we'll read this better in the raid. But just Oysavenik, it's because all the Mishnayas predated Rebbe. And this Takana first went into place in the times of Rebbe. It was only from Brises and Brises of Rebchia, who was a Talmud of Rebbe, and those Brises says Rebbe Nutam. Again, we'll see this better later. He presented when, in the times of Rebbe, thus they seem to be inconsistent with the prevailing Takana, which was Negei at that time, and that's why the Gemara asked Kashas only from Brises, didn't ask Kashas from Mishnas. But the bottom line is, Rebbeinu Tam said that the context that you have to put this sugya in is, it was only Negei Rebbe's times. Not before Rebbe, and not after Rebbe. The Re-Oymer, re said a different terrorist. The Re said that the Yusoyed of this sugya is that we're talking about people that were Gazlonim, Talking about people that were Malvi Beribis. That's their geshaft. That's physically what they do nine to five. What do you do for a living? I'm a Goslin. How about you? I'm a Malvi Beribis. Those people, Nipnei Takana Sashovin, Rebbe went and Rebbe made this Takana. But as it relates to someone that Samachsach and Ashvachemament, he's Nichshol in the Isser of Gezela. So something along those lines where it's more Bakroi Ba'alma, there there was never a Takana that was put into place. And says the read, that's why if you look at the Toshmas that the Gemara brought, it's Right, these are people that are professional Gazlonim. And because these are professional Gazlonim, so it's Dafka from those prices that the Gemara was asking Kashas. But En Hochinami says the re, the context that you have to put Rebbe's Halachi in is Dafka people that did this on a large scale. For them, to get these people to do tshuva would be a, a big avoider. And if they take on us hashavim, we said that it, you're not supposed to return it. And if you accept it from them, ain't rocham noichem matter. So again, to mahalchem, just in terms of knowing how to put this sugya in place. And that is Rabbeinu Tam and the Re. Rabbeinu Tam said it was meant only for the dar of Rebbe. What was meant for the dar? Anything. It sounds like any Gazan, any Malva Beribis was going to be bound by this halacha. According to the Ri, that's not the Nakuda. Obviously, it's something that first went into effect, Bimei Rebbe, and it didn't apply Far Rebbe. But the punchline, really, of the Takana was, it was meant for people that are Gazlonim, and they're Malva Beribis, and they're Royim, they're Gaboyim, they're Muxim. It's for these people that this Takana was put into place. Either way, we now return to our regular program, which is the Sugya of Shinui Kainas. So the whole beginning of Agai Zalaitzen discusses the halachas of Shinui. So the Mishnah, right in the beginning of the parak, which presented the halacha of Shinui, said, 
If somebody steals Eitzim and now he made a Shino, he converted it into Kalim. If somebody st- stole wool and he converted it into a Beged, he is Mishalim Kishas which means that although every Gazlan has a mitzvah of the Heshavas Akzela Ashagaz, which usually means if you steal something, just return it. This person no longer has a chi of the Heshavas Akzela Ashagaz in the conventional sense. He does not have an obligation to return the thing that it is he stole. In fact, that that he stole now belongs to him. Hence, Shinui Kaina, Mashikas Kaina, Agbaz Kaina, Chatzis Kaina. It's a physical Kenyan. What does he have to do? He has to make the person that he stole from whole by giving him money equal to the value of what it is he stole at the time that he stole. What happens if somebody steals a para that was a mi'uberes? The older, and then after he stole it, it gave birth. Rachel to Una, or if somebody stole a Rachel, a sheep that was to Una, it was laden with wool, the Gazas, and then he sheared it. So, being that this Parah gave birth, or this Rachel was sheared, so now there was a Shinoi. Shinoi is Kaina. So there's no longer a mitzvah, the Heshav is Gaza. What does he have to do? He has to be Mishalem Kishas HaGzela. So the Gemara now is going to begin with a Braisa that is going to bring three different shitas amongst the Tanoim as it relates to this last Halacha, where someone stole a Param Uberes Vyalta, where someone stole a Rachel to Una Vigazaza. The Mishnah said, Mishalem Dmei Paroi Medes Leilid Vidmei Rachel Medes Ligazes. In the Braisa, we're going to have three shitas. We're going to start the discussion today. Bez Hashem, we're going to pick it up tomorrow. And tomorrow's daft, the Gemara is going to try to figure out which one of the three Tanaim we're going to learn in this Braisa is the Tana of our Mishnah. So we'll just hold that thought for tomorrow. Says the Gemara. Gazal Param Uberes Vyalda Vichule. Tanu Rabban, we learned to the Braisa. Hagoizes, Hagoizel Rachel the the case of our Mishnah, So Rameir is the first of the three shittas. Rameir is going to be the topic of today's daf. Rameir says that what's this Gazan supposed to do? He's supposed to return everything. So you return this para that has since been Yalda. You return this Rachel that has since been Gazaza. Additionally, you take the baby, you take the wool, any shvach, everything that you have. You take the animal, you take the wool, you take the vlat, everything, you just return it. You're Makayim, a regular Beheshev Esakzela Asher Gazal. You're not Mishalim you don't write checks. Whatever you stole, you return. When you stole, Grada was just a Rachel that was Tuna. Now there's wool, good. Whatever it is, you now need to return that. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, You return the gzela kemoishehi, and as it relates to the vlad, and as it relates to the wool, for that you write a check. More about Rabbi Yehuda in tomorrow's stuff. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon says, you don't return anything, but what you do is, you just come up with a shuma for what this thing that you stole was worth at the time that you stole it, and that's what you're supposed to get. So again, we have three shittas. It's a little bit cryptic. But today we're going to discuss the first sheet, which is the sheet of Rameir. Tomorrow's daf is going to be about the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda and the sheet of Rabbi Shimon. In fact, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Rabbi Shimon, Mepharish, Lola, come on. So we'll wait for tomorrow. We'll see what Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon are saying. But what we need is the sheet of Rameir. What did Rameir say? 
Rameya said that if somebody steals a para mu'uberis or a rachel to'una, and since this para already had a child, and is a rachel yuagoyesis. So what's the halacha? The halacha is that you just return everything, every shvach, every everything, you just give it back the way it is. Now, at first glance, Rameya sounds like he's saying a chiddush. He's certainly not saying what the Mishnah said. Why is it a chiddush? Because if the para was Yalda and if the Rachel was Gazaza, so there was a Shinoi. Shinoi is Kaina. What's the Allah of Shinoi Kaina? Now you Mishalem Kishas It's clearly not what Rameir said. And the Bnei Yeshiva, as we're about to see, much it a little bit. They wanted to understand what is the aside of Shitas Rameir. I mean, at first glance, it sounds a little bit maybe Rameir holds that Shinoi has been Kaima Maybe it doesn't hold of Shinoi Kaina. You're going to tell me it's a Chiddush to not hold Shinoi Kaina? Um, that was yesterday's daf. Abayas had a whole Rishima, Rab Shim ben Yehuda, Beshamai, Rab Leza ben Yaakov, Rab Shim ben Allah, Rabbi Shmuel, who all hold Shina ben Kaimayami. Now notice he didn't mention Rameir. But just to say that Rameir is going to hold that Shina is not Kaina is not such a Chiddush, but the Gemara is going to have another possibility either way. That's the avoida of the rest of today's daf. Ibayullah, my time is the Rameir. What's Pshan Rameir? Misham the Kosava Shina ben Kaimayami. It's Pshan Rameir that he holds Shina is not Kaina. That would very simply explain Shita's Rameir. Maybe Rameir holds Shina Kaina. The Hacha Knasa, who but the reason over here we say you have to return everything is a knas. Rashi, Hebra Maskal Knasa Kanis, Shalo Yehe Chaita Nisker Bigzela, Litoil Es Hashvach. The knas is that we don't want this Chaita to be Nisker because this guy just made a lot of money off his Gzela. He stole an animal that was worth whatever. Now the animal gave birth, he gets to keep all the Shvach, and all he needs to do is be Mishalm, Kishasa Gzela. If you have enough volume, you can make a living doing this, right? So this sounds like a, a, a geshaft. So we don't want this person to benefit of the chet that he did. So it's for that reason, meaning and based on that, he should be able to keep all the shvach. But at the same time, out the knas for that reason, or maybe no, maybe Rameir Taka holds that. Shinu is not kaina, and if Shinu is not kaina, that's why That's what he's supposed to do. Says the Gemara, my nafkimina. What would be the nafkimina? Very simple. What would be if the Shinu happened in the reverse? It didn't go up in value; it went down in value. If Rameir holds that Shinu is bim Shinu is not kaina. So good. If, however, he holds that Shinoi is Kaina, over here there's no Svara of Knas, because here he's losing off the deal, he's not profiting off the deal, and it's for that reason, in this case too, the Allah would be Mishalim Kishasak Zelo. So the Gemara says, Toshma, I'll bring you a right. So what's the Avaidah? We're trying to figure out, does Rameir hold Shinoi Kaina, does Rameir hold Shinoi not Kaina in English? So the Gemara says, there's a Mishnah later, here in Nagarizal Eitz, and God's a behemoth of his skin, if somebody steals a behemoth, and the behemoth got old, I've got a skin where somebody stole slaves and they got is that an animal getting old or an ever getting old is considered a shinui. Thus, the is you This is the shita of the Tanakam of this Mishnah. Rameir Oimer Rameir says ba'avadim. As it relates to avadim, Oimeloi hareish shalach lefanecha. As it relates to an ever, there you say hareish shalach lefanecha. Now the Gemara is going to explain in a few lines. It's because Rameir holds that an ever is iskish lekarka, karka inu nigzelas, and being that karka in an exalus, there's no shinui kind of by karka, thus there's also no shinui 
Kaina by an Evet. If there's no Shinu Kaina, so therefore you could say, Arei Shalach Lepanach. But the Gemara makes a very, very obvious diak, and that is Rameir seems to concur with the Tanakhama as it relates to Gazal Behem of Eskino. He's only Chaylik on Avadim Veskino, based on his sheet that he holds that Avadim is Kishlakarka and Karka is Enen Exalas. However, Ve'ilu Behemo Kishas Akzelo. But as it relates to Behemo, he seems to agree that it's Kishas Akzelo. Now, Visa Vodai Tchasav Rameir Shita Bimkami Oimid. If you're going to tell me the Rameir Shita is that Shin is Bimkami Oimid, that Shin is not Koina, Fil Behemo Nami, even by Behemo, you should be able to say Arei Shalach Lefanecha. Right, as it relates to Behemo that got older, he agrees Mishalim Kishas Akzelo. He's just Chaylik as it relates to an Evid, because there's no Shin by an Evid. But you see clearly that he holds that Shin is Koina, right? Because this is a situation where it went down in value, it didn't go up in value. And you're telling me Mishalim Kishas Clearly, there are mayors of the opinion that she is koina. It must be as it relates to a mayor. It's because of a knas. But the mayor says, Don't bring me a raya. Because it could be a mayor wasn't being so, so precise in this Mishnah when explaining his own shita. Wasn't his geshaft so much. What he was trying to do was talk. What he was telling them was like this. According to me, you should know that. That's my sheet from the Brice. And I hold even the behemoth that gets older, the Allah is. You could say, I know you, the Chachamim. We've had this out before. You hold, you should be moida to me, but after, that as it relates to an Evet, that's Iskish Lakarka, the Karka, in an Exalus. And we know that Karka is in an Exalus. Meaning, Ramey is not interested in this Mishnah, in discussing and debating he's already had that conversation elsewhere or a mayor is focusing on his tongue I understand you hold but how do you have by an Evet an Evet is Iskish Lakarka Karka and Exalus Shinikoina is a Sif Cotton in Hilchis Gzela so if Karka and Exalus an Evet's not Either Shaykh Tigzelo, so how could you have a Shinni coin of Amir the Rabbanon? The Rabbanon told him back, Loy Avdek Metalpli Dami. Evid is not Iskish Lakarka, Evid is really like Metalplin, and because Evid is like Metalplin, so therefore you would have Shinui by Evid just like you have it by Behemoth, despite the fact that you don't have it by Karka. The bottom line is you have no Raya from this Mishnah that Rameyer Shita is that Shinui is Kainah. Says the Gemara Tashma, I'll bring you another Raya, and this is also from a Mishnah Likamat. So the case is where somebody went over to a professional dyer. He gave him wool, and he told him, I'd like you to please dye my wool red. Paid him for it. And instead of dyeing it red, he dyed it black. Or shachar, he asked him to dye it black. <laughs> and instead he dyed it red. Rameir says, The halachi is that this person right now is obligated, the dyer, to make the person who gave him the wool whole by giving him a check for the value of the wool. Now, it sounds like what he does is he gives him the value of the wool, but but he doesn't have to pay him for the shvach, or even simply leave out the word me. He can't or doesn't say meaning he, the dyer, because he did something wrong, he's a proverbial gazlin, so therefore we say that he's kind of what he took, 
Now what he needs to do is be mishalim kishas agzelo, and he just makes the person hold for the temer. So the Gemara speaks this out. Isol gedayt chasavir amei shini ain't kaino. If you get a time that the mayor holds the oilam shini is bemkaimei oimei demets maroi v'shvachay ba'ilam mesavlei. So then why is he only giving him the value of the temer? He should be giving him the value of the temer and the value of the shvach as well, or better. So why is it that he's being Mishan Kishas Akzelo? Elolav, Shmamino, Kosovar Rameir, Shinoi Koino, must be Rameir holds, Shinoi is Koino, the Hacha Knasa Hudekakonis, and in this case, meaning in our Braisa, where the person stole the Paramu Beres or the Rachel to Uno, the reason the Halacha is that he could say, or he has to say, and he has to return everything, it's because of the Knas Shmamina. The bottom line is, the Gemara says, it's Poshet. We have a Raya. The first Mishnah was very good Raya. There was a way out, however. But in the second Mishnah, it's checkmate. The Meishita is that Shina is Koina. I of Shina is Koina. Why? As it relates to the case of the Mishnah, the Baramu Beres, why do you have to return everything? It's a knas. Meaning, the only time Shinoi Koina is going to actually play itself out is when it's going to work to the detriment of the Gazan. But to the extent that there's going to be a Chaitei Niska, that's not something that we want. And therefore, Bechai Gavna, the Allah is going to be that we force you to return everything. Either way. This exchange that we just had is the first version of the... Shailo that the Bnei Yeshiva had in Shitas Rameya. The Gemara now is going to bring it Ikuda Amri. Ikuda Amri, The Bnei Yeshiva never had a Shailo with regards to whether a mayor holds Shini Koino or Shini is not Koino. They knew for a fact that he holds Shinui is Koino. And how did they know for a fact that he holds Shinui is Koino? And the reason is because Rav, as in the great Amari Rav, he had a different girsa in the Mishnah that we mentioned earlier. So the first of the Tashmas was from a Mishnah later. So we read it in the version that the Gemara presented it. But Rav was Mapech. He changed the names. And because Rav changed the names, it knocks out, it precludes there being a possibility that a mayor could possibly hold Shinui is not Koino. So what was Rav's gear? So his gear so was as follows: Gaza para v'hiskina avada v'hiskinu meshalim kishas akzela divrei Rav Meir. Check me. Rav Meir says mefurish that if you steal a para v'hiskina avada v'hiskinu, meaning with his shinoi, and the shinoi caused it to go down in value. Talach is shinui kaina das mishalim kishas akzela. It was v'chachamim ayimim. The chachamim said that ba'avadam ayimal le'areish alach lefanacha because evidence is kishla karka and karka is ein in exiles. Now, if that's the case, the value of the rameyah shinui kaina. So there's no question the rameyah holds shinui kaina. And if that is the case, v'achal knasu with the kakanasle. So obviously, rameyah who said agoyzel rachel the gaz is a part of the old mishalim oisav eskiz oisav as what they say. It's not because she is not koina. She is koina. It's because of a uh, kenas. Okay, if that's the case, what was the shiloh of the bnei yeshiva? It sounds like there's an ikad amri here. There's another version of what the shiloh was. What's the shiloh? You would just machriya the shiloh. Yeah, we would machriya the shiloh in the first lishna of the gemara. But this was a whole different question. Kikani ba'ilon, hachi ba'ilon, kikanis b'meizid, avu b'shagulei When we say that, according to our mayor, chazal made a knas, and they said that even though you were kind of a shinoi, still the halacha is that you have to return the shvach. Is that something that was only done by mezid? But b'shoigig not? Or maybe even if it's b'shoigig still, chazal went and they made that knas. Now, what would be the case of shoigig? 
So in the case of Shaykik, Rashi says is Dibra Maskel B'Shaykik Ki Goyim Loi Keach Shnelokach Mi Gazlin. The case would be where somebody bought something from a Gazlin, the Hishpicha, and the Loi Keach was Mashpiachit for Lo Yoda Shigazulo, and he didn't realize that it was stolen. So somebody bought something from a Gazlin. We're going to get into that in a minute. It's going to be the last part of that. But somebody stole something from a Gazlin, and he worked it. He was Mashpiachit, and now the the Nigzal comes not to the Gazlin. Because the Gazlin doesn't have it anymore. He sold it. He goes to the Lekech Gazlin. Now, the Lekech Gazlin is going to go to the Gazlin. But just in terms of how this money is going to move, the Nigzal is going to go to the Lekech. And he's going to say, hand over this field. It's mine. You bought a stolen field. The question is, does he have to give him also the Shvach? Or does he not have to give him the Shvach? Shinui Koina, based on that, you would say that he should not have to return it. Stating that there's a svar of knas, and be that there's a svar of knas, maybe you should have to return it. Now, this loikech men agazlin presumably is a shaygig. So, if he's a shaygig, although there's a shvach and someone's benefiting off a heft of gizela, but it only happened with shaygig, and that was the shayla. The shayla was there a mayor's knas. Of is that only when the person the chayte is amazed? What if the person was a shaygik? That was the shaila, and the gemara says tashma. I'm going to bring a raya from a sugya that is discussed in Mesechtes Ksubes. There are five people that could be goyva, but when they're goyva, they could only be goyva from the mechuraren, as opposed to what. It's a poster from the Mishubadim. So we know sometimes if somebody has a claim against somebody else, not only can he go after his assets, but if this person had assets at the time that the claim went into effect, but he sinned, sold them, gifted them, put them in somebody else's name, the halach is he can go after that person. It's what's known as being gaver from the Nechassim Mishubadim. We assume that those Nechassim have a lien attached to them. This person is the lien holder, and as a result, he can go after the, those nechassim. There are times where a person is going to collect from somebody else, and he can't collect from the mishubadim. All he's able to collect from is the mechurar. So this b'raisa here is laying out chamisha that are goyven minach mechurar. These people could only be goyven from the mechurar, and they can't be goyven from the mishubadim. Ve'eluhein, peirois, v'shvach peirois, v'amekabel olov lozum ben ishtoi, so let's go through each one. And ones that we actually need are the first two. Peirois v'shvach peiros. So Rashi already says that Achilles peiros v'shvach karkois mefarish l'b'shnayim So if you want to understand a little bit better, Rashi sends you to Bava Metziah Daf Yodal Aramid Beis. But for us, the simple definition is the case was where somebody bought a field from someone. And... He bought the field, it was understood that if at any point somebody comes claiming that this field that you sold to me really didn't belong to you, I'm going to be able to come after you and I'm going to be made whole. This person that bought the field, Taka got the knock on the door where someone came to him and he told him, he says, you know this field, should have done a title search, it belongs to me. And as a result, give me the field. This man who had bought the field, in the meantime had been working it. There were Paris that already were there. There was Shvach Karkois. He had appreciated the value of the field. He goes now to the Gazlin, his Meicher, and he tells him, I want you to make me whole. You know, I bought this field. There was a deal. There was a Chayis. 
I want you now to give me back whatever it is that I'm supposed to get. So it says this Bryce, so that Allah is as follows. As it relates to getting back the money that you paid for the physical asset, you paid $1,000 for the piece of property, that $1,000 for the piece of property that he has to give you, even from his Nechassim Mishubadim. But as it relates to any Paris that you want to be made whole for, or any Shvach Paris, Shvach Karka, that you want to be made whole for, that already you would only be able to take from the Mishubadim. That's not something that you'd be able, that's something you'd only be able to take from the Mishubadim. That's not something that you'd be able to take from the Mishubadim. So that's that's what Paris and Shvach Paris means. This is a person who took upon himself to support his wife's son or his wife's daughter. So even though it's a regular IOU, it's a real Hischaivus, but at the same time, if this Bas Ishtay or Ben Ishtay ever wants to collect, you can take from this Yid's Mechurar and you can't take from his Meshubadim. Viget Choiv Sheim Bayachrayas. So a get means a star, right? So if you have a regular star choiv, so this is a, a situation where they never wrote in the star that the assets of the loiva are going to be meshubit for this loan. Or where you have a where you didn't write. In all these cases, that loch is you can be goiver from the mechuradin, you can't be goiver from the meshubadim. Who is the tan in chasta Omar who holds achrayas lav toyosoyfru? Meaning, the Brysa mentioned that you have a shtar that doesn't have a chrayas written in it. In that case, the Allah is, you can only be going from the Mechuran. This is a chiddish. The reason it's a chiddish is because there are shitas and shas that hold a chrayas toy cipher. Which means that if you have a shtar that doesn't have a chrayas in it, it means you should go sue the cipher. He made a mistake. You don't have to. Because really, automatically, we assume that the lien isn't effect, and if you want to be grateful from the Meshubadim, that's something you're allowed to do. This price is obviously of the opinion that Achrayas is Lavtoy Soifer, meaning it's not just an oversight, and if it doesn't have Achrayas, it's not Achrayas. How do you know that? Because the two of the five things mentioned were Get Chayv Shem by Achrayas and Ksubazish Shem by Achrayas. So you see clearly that when there's no Achrayas, there is no Achrayas. Who is the Shita that holds that? It's Rameir. He's the only one in Chas that holds that. Victani. And what did this price say? Peiros v'shvach Peiros. It said Peiros and Shvach Peiros as two of the five things. So it says, Shvach Peiros Eichidami. What's the case of Shvach Peiros? Isn't it Kegon Shagaz al-Sadam Echaveiroi u'machulacher? Probably where somebody stole a field and he sold it to somebody else, right? We already spoke out the story about that. V'hishpicho. And then the Lekeach went and he was mashpiachit. And now the Nigzal came and took it away from him. When the Lekech is going to go back to his Moichel, who's the Gazlin, he is going to take the Keren, but the Shvach, he's only going to be able to take from the Chasim Nechayim. Now, one thing you see for sure in this Gemara, and that is that the Baal Ara, the Nigzal himself, he's going to have a right to go ahead and take everything. Meaning he could walk off with everything. That's not even a Shiloh. The question now is when the person loses the field that he bought, because it turns out that he bought a stolen field, and now he's going to collect. So how is he collecting? Could he be Goyvra from the Nechassim Meshubadim, or could he only be Goyvra from the Mechuranim? But Ein Zach is klar, and that is that when it comes time for him to collect, he can collect whatever it is that he wants to collect, meaning he takes the whole thing. Now let's stop here for one second. What does the Gemara want? Like, where are we going with this? Because it's going to be a little hard the next two lines. What are we trying to establish and lay out? You see from here a situation, where a person stole something, there was a shinui that was done to it, and despite the fact that shinui is kaina, we're still going to be kindness now, someone, to go ahead and return everything. Because 
really based on the rules and regulations of Shinikaina, you shouldn't be giving anything back. The halacha should be Yemeshal And the only thing that the Nigzal should be entitled to is whatever it was worth at the time that it was stolen from him. From the fact that you see that you actually have to give everything, and the whole Shaila is the recourse of the buyer. Is it going to be from the Mechurara or even from the Meshubadim? But Zoysay Meris for sure that he's giving everything away. So if he's giving everything away, then you have a Klaraya here. L'chayra, that despite the fact that Shinus Kainu is to be already established where Meyashita is that Shinus Kainu but Afal Pekin there's still going to be a Knas now what was the Ibaya? we're in the second Lishna of the Gemara we're in the Ikadamri. the Ibaya was did we make the Knas even B'Shoigig or did we make the Knas only B'Mezin the Gemara is going to prove now that we made the Knas even B'Shoigig why do you see that we make the Knas even B'Shoigig because this Buyer is a shaykig. Right? What was Rashi's muscle when he said, the shaykig, did we make the takana? That's mamish this case. So this person's a lekech minagazel. And from the fact that he has to return everything, you see clearly that what? That even though shin is kaina, but we make a knas, and we don't only make the knas, but we even make the knas, and that is machria, the boy of the Gemara in the Ikidami. Gewaldig, right? Wrong. Why? There's a big problem. And the Gemara is going to address the problem in the next line. We're dealing with Karka. Karka is ain't in Exelis. So if Karka is ain't in Exelis, there's no Shinikain anyways by Karka. Right? We had an Amanal of the Machlekes remain the Chachamim, whether you have Shinikain by Avadim because it's Iskish Lekarka. But Karka for sure is ain't in Exelis. So the Gemara right now is really It's a hard Gemara. Because what are you talking about? Shinikaina? Can I not do a Shinikaina? It's Karka. Avadim Karka, you give everything back. There's no. Takonis, there's no knosis. So what's Pashup Shah? Pashup Shah is as follows. The halach is, if somebody's yoyed, the halach is that the person who's benefiting from my hard work has to make me whole. So he has to give me the lesser of whatever was appreciated or the amount of money that I invested into it. But He's Yodel Atachtoina, but something he has to give the Yoyu Lotaychsadu. The Yoyu Lotaychsadu is Yodel Atachtoina. He, he has to physically give him something. The Gemara's noisy over here is not Gazlan in the traditional sense. We know that Garkazain and Nigzalas. But it sounds like that when the Nigzal goes and the Nigzal takes back his field, he takes the whole thing. And he doesn't even make the Lekech Mena Gazlan whole for the fact that he was a Yeru Lekech Sadech And that's the Kasha. Why can't I at least keep this that I was Yeru? Why am I Gerger from all the Sugis and Chas where I'm a Yeru Lekech Sadech Havera Shavoy B'Shos Svar of at the end of the day I was Mahamayus and then I was a Lechaser right that's a Sifkotan and that whole Sugya. So why is it that at the very least I'm not being made whole for that? Must be because it's a Knas. Because at the end of the day this isn't just a regular it was a Sunday afternoon, you had nothing to do, so you said, you know what, let me, uh, let me mow my neighbor's lawn. That's not what's going on over here. You're like, and because of that, we want to cancel you. But you're only shaygig. Uh, oh, so you see that we impose the knas, even b'shayg. So it's not mamish, a perfect hit. But it's close enough that you see, as it relates to the chi of yoyel teksadik haveish shloim b'shus, that we're going to be koyne shoyging. And the Gemara holds, if that's the case, and when it relates to metaltlin and a, a classic case of shini koyne lechura, we should do the same thing. But the Gemara needs to first prove for a fact that this situation was a shoyging. Now we're taking for granted that he's a shoyging. Why are we taking it for granted? Because he was like heich min agazlin. So we're assuming for sure that he's a shoyging. But the Gemara adds a knechen. If you look in the Mepharshim, they much a little bit for this Kenecha, the Gemara. Really, as hard as 
or tricky, I should say, as the Gemara is, we should be able to go weiter, but the Gemara adds like another hoop. The Gemara says, my love, are we not talking about Ba'ama'aretz, where the buyer is an Ama'aretz? Now, there's no evidence in the sugi that this man was an Ama'aretz. What the Gemara means when it says, my love, Ama'aretz, he could be an Amar, it's like Mechte Sanat, right? He could even be talking about an Amar, it's the lawyer that the Karkin Exelis, who did not know whether Karka is an Exelis or ain't an Exelis. And still the Balkarka could come and he can take everything away. Meaning, if we would assume that this person is an Amar, and he doesn't know for sure that Karka is ain't an Exelis, so then you could say that he really did nothing wrong. And the reason is because this person maybe thought that Karka is an exelis. And because he thought that Karka is an exelis, this is the way Rashi explains the Gemara. Again, it seems to be Lamoisa, this whole shtickle tire. But the point is, he maybe thought Karka is an exelis. And if he thought Karka is an exelis, so in his mind, he was kinder the Karka when he bought it with Shin and being that it was kind of with Shin so everything that he did now was okay, and if everything he did now was okay, so it comes out he's a Shaigik. So you see clearly that even though he's a Shaigik, it's a Shtikl Teira to make him into a Shaigik. He could have been a Shaigik because he was just a Shaigik. But the Gemara says like a Shtikl Teira of why he's a Shaigik. I don't know, let him just be a Shaigik because he doesn't chop that anything was stolen. No, he chops something's off, but he thinks Karka's an exelis, so he thinks he's kainet with Shinarishos, and it's for that reason. He's as I love the Shaygi. I mean, he sounds more like a Talmud Chacham than we're giving him credit for being. But the bottom line is that isn't that even the case? Vishmami, no. So if he's a Shaygi, you see, even Vishayi Nami Kanis, the says, I'm reliable, Kech Talmud Chacham, the Who said that's what it's talking about? Maybe really this person knows everything, and he's amazing, and if he's amazing, meaning it's not Muchach, he was a Shaygi. Our question was when we know for sure he's a Shaygi, you have no un. Incontrovertible evidence from this Bryson that this person was a shaykh, and as a result, Allah is he can't be pushed in anything. But the Mercer says, I do have a right from the Mishnah that we brought in the first list. This is talking about a person that took wool and he brought it to a dyer, let's say, and he told him, Do it red, he made it black, black, do it red. Remeyer says, You give him back, it made smaroy. So, what was the deek? We saw this on Amadal, it made smaroy, it made smaroy, what? Right, he only gives him back, it made smaroy. In other words, we treat him like a regular goslin who's kind of b'shinoi, and all he does is is mishalim kishas akzilin. Now, if you saw that I'm b'shoigig nami konis demeit svaroyu shvachay b'ilameis v'le, if you're gonna tell me that we make the knas even b'shoigig, so why is he only giving him the demeit svaroy? He should give him the demeit svaroy u'shvachay. Meaning, the question is, why is there no knas in that mishnah? Rameir holds of Kanas, so why is there no Kanas in the Mishnah? It's a Bishloim, if Rameir only made his Kanas in Mason and he didn't make his Kanas in That's the difference. Hagoizel Param Uberes, Viyolda, is a Mason. But the case is where he was a Shaykh. That's the case. So, being that he was a Shaykh, one's a Mason, one's a Shaykh, but Mason make the Kanas in you don't make the Kanas. But if you're going to tell me that Bishoykh Nami Kanis, so what's the difference between the two cases? Elilab Shmamina, Bemazed Kanis, Bishoykh, like Kanish Mamina, and we are going to stop here. It's a Mafurish that we were not kindness for Shaykh. Whatever the Ibayu was, we were Paishira. If the Ibayu was, whether Ramei holds Shina, Kainah, Shina is not Kainah, we were Machriya, checkmate. We know Ramei holds that Shina is Kainah. If the Ibayu was, whether Ramei's Knas was a Knas, only the Mezu, even the Shaykh, we were Paishira that as well. And the Pshitus was that Ramei only cancelled the Mezu, Ramei did not cancel the Shaykh. So as it relates to Raid, going back to Tosfos that we spoke out in the middle of the daf, and really a few lines of Tosfos that we skipped, 
that's a digression, but it's from the Yisoyda Chassidus, V'shayrish Avoyda Atmima, of what we do, and I think it's Kedai to spend a few minutes to talk about this. And that is, the Gemara had discussed a fascinating Takana that was put into place, the May Rebbe. And that was that if someone's a Goslin or if someone's a Malva Beribis and he wants to do Tshuva and he wants to be Makayim, the Heshavet Sakzeva Ashagazal, we tell the recipient to be, do not accept. We'd rather you don't let this year know that he could do Tshuva, he could clap Al Chet, he could make sure he doesn't do it again, and it's not Ma'akiv that he actually returned the Gzela. It was said that if somebody takes back this that was stolen from him, which Rashi, Rashi touched in an unconventional way, this person is showing that he has no Ruach of Chachma, he has no Ruach of Chasidus. And the Gemara said that this Takana was something that was put into place in the times of Rebbe, and it was put into place because of a Maise Shahaya Kachai. And the Gemara had Kashas on this Tashma, 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 some Hagdaros, specifically Rav Nachman, it's only B'Sha'in Gzeil Kayemes, and then we went weiter. So we spoke out that Toysva said that, you know, you learn this Sukya, and you're not even sure what to do with it, because you learn through Gemaris, Befrat, the Gemaras we're learning now, and Satan Ezekin, and the Bavis, and you have a whole bunch of sugyas about someone is a goslin, and he has to pay back, like this is Aleph based. And Salah is a Shulchan Aruch, Rabbeinu Tam said, in my court, I deal with this all the time. So if that's the case, so what do you do with the sugya? That if someone steals and he wants to return it in Mechabla Mehen, Mehen, in Ruach and we mentioned that there were two opinions amongst the Bali Tesis, Rabbeinu Tam and the Re. Rabbeinu Tam said that this Takana was put into place in the times of Rebbe and it was meant only for the times of Rebbe. So we talk so much about the times of Rebbe, Mishamais Rebbe. But this is something that was meant for that Kufa. Koidim Rebbe, there was no such Takana, and even La'acha Rebbe there would be no such takana. It was Bimei Rebbe, Nishnas Mishnazu, was only meant to be in effect during the times of Rebbe. The Ri had a different ruach as it relates to this sugya. The Ri said that no, I think Rebbe put this into place for future generations as well. However, he limited it to people that are professional gazlanim. So someone that's a real gazlan who does this professionally, for such a person, we put this takana in because otherwise it would be impossible for him to ever do tshuva. But someone that steals Bakroi Ba'alma, there it's not Negei. And all the sugis that you find in Shas, Naske De Rababa, etc., etc., they're all talking about where B'mikra Ba'alma, someone went ahead and stole. In fact, said the Reef, you go through the Gemara, Hagazlonim, Hamalve Beribis, Haroyim, Hagaboyim, Hamuchsim, we're talking about people that this is their Geshaft. And it's for that reason, it's Tafka in that context that this Takana was put into place. Rabbi Tam, when he mentioned his shita, that this was meant only for the times of Rebbe, not before Rebbe, and not after Rebbe, he said, I have a raya gedoiva from the sukya. Says Rabbi Tam, reading inside, He says, if you notice, all the kashas that the Gemara asked on Rebbe's takana were from Brises. And nothing from the Shnayas. Says the reason. Says Rabbi Tam, the reason is, because the Brises will have a shoyner rabchia. Who was the one that taught us the prices, it was Rebchia. He was a Talmud of Rebbe. But there were no questions that were asked from a Mishnah 
Why? Lafisha Hamishnayas are you kaidim Rebbe? Because the Mishnayas were before Rebbe's times. Elisha Rebbe Sidram. Rebbe came and Rebbe was Masad of those Mishnayas. Avo Brysis, Hoyashoyna Rebchia, Masha Hoyamoisif Rebbe Allah Mishnayas. But you want to know what the Brysis are? The Brysis were taught us by Rebchia, and Rebchia was teaching us what Rebbe was Moisif to the Mishnayas that pre existed Rebbe's times. That's what the prices are. So says Rabbi Nutan, my pshat is miyashiv, this diktok. Why is it that all the tashmas were from Bryce? You can't find one Mishnah, Shisha Sidra Mishnah, that talks about a gazel who has to return what it is he stole. Of course you could. But Dr. that wouldn't be a kasha, because the Mishnahis are pre-Rebbe. And pre-Rebbe, there was no such takana. And oh, by the way, anything that's post-Rebbe wouldn't either be a kasha. We're asking from the prices of Rabchia that are not pre-Rebbe, they're not post-Rebbe. Those prices are being made Rebbe. And because they're made Rebbe, that's a good kasha. If Rebbe himself made this takana, then how could Rebbe have been the one that taught us these prices? And that's what the Toshma Toshma of the entire Sugi is. This Rebbe Nutam, in three lines, is giving us a little bit of a mavoy, a little bit of an introduction to Talmud Bavli. So you're going to sit down, you're going to learn brachas tapes, me'emosai. You're going to literally start learning uh, the cycle. This Rabbeinu Tam is a good Marumakim. Right, what's a Mishnah, what's a Brisa? You're going to get quite familiar with a bunch of them over the years. But like, what is this? Rabbeinu Tam gives us a little bit of an insight. Rabbeinu Tam says that Rebbe was Mesader Mishnayis that existed pre-Rebbe, and the Brises are all the Hisophis that Rebbe had to those Mishnayis. So the truth is like this. I think it's Kedai to take a few steps backwards and talk a little bit about the history and the genesis of the Mishnahis. Now, this is something we've spoken about sporadically, but the important Maramakim, the critical place to go, is a letter that was written by Rav Shri Ragoyen. Again, we've given it some shout-outs over the years, but we've never gone through it properly. I think there's a few paragraphs that's worth going through together just to get a little bit of background to this discussion tucked away in a toysviz and hagoizel eitzim, but again, I think the more one understands this, the more the Gemaras and the signal of the Gemara comes to life. So I think this is something that's very tachlistic in terms of enriching our whole gisha, our whole approach to us doing what we do. So who is Rav Shri Rugayin? What was this letter that he wrote? Rashi Ragoyin was one of the Goyinim. In fact, he was born in the year 904, Lemispara. So Rashi Ragoyin lived a very long time ago. He had a very famous son, Rav Haigoyin. But Rashi Ragoyin, I mean, just to put it into perspective, he lived a few hundred years after the Amoyran. And he wrote a letter, and in this letter, he talks a lot about Jewish history. And a lot of what we know today and we take for granted as being part of parcel of our historia, it comes from this brief that was written by Rav Shur One of the things Rav Shur spent a lot of ink on is the history of the Mishnah. Talks about it for pages. So we're not going to go through all of it, obviously. But just a few excerpts in terms of what Rav Shur which is Torah, is telling us we need to know as far as the history of the Mishnah. So... I'm coming mid-shmooze, where Rav Shurugayin is talking about Rebbe. And Rebbe embarks on this avoida where there's now going to be a Mishnah. So it says Rav Shurugayin the following. 
The Kosav Midam Ad There was no one that had ever written any part of the Torah of Apeh until the end of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's days. The Chein Nami Lo Yehavah Garsi Kulu Bepeh Echad V'Loshan Echad. Additionally, Torah of Apeh that was being learned by Apeh was not being learned Bepeh Echad V'Loshan Echad. There wasn't one Nusach. This is so clear. We'll see in a minute how people were learning Torah of Apeh. Ela Tamayu Haviyotim Lohain. Everyone knew the Torah of Apeh, and everybody was saying the same thing. There were no real machloikasin between all the different ways that Torah of Apeh was being taught. And everyone knew, everyone knew different halachas that everyone agreed with, different halachas that were totally be machloikas, halachas that were said over by the yachid, halachas that were said over by the rabbim. Meaning, the Torah of Apeh existed. Everyone knew what the Torah of Apeh was. But there, was one, there wasn't one Nusach that this is the way you're supposed to learn the Torah of Apeh. All these different halachas that everybody knew. Even though there were no material machlekes in. But stating that, each Rebbe, when he would teach his Talmidim, he would teach it in the way that he wanted to, in the Nusach he would want to. There were those that would teach it in the Nusach he would want to. There were those which he's teaching means that he spoke Pekzara. Right? We had that in yesterday's now. There was some that would say Klolis, Vista Pratim, some would speak in Pratis. Vista Miravchin, Upashtin Damuye, Vidamuye, Didamuye. And there were those that would speak with so much Harvacha and they would have Tzushtals and related Tzushtals, right? This is Mamish the way they would talk. There were different styles of how people would do things. And really the rule is people used to teach the way they were taught. He would say this halacha before this and he would say that halacha after that. He would speak a little bit shorter. He would speak a little bit longer. There were people that would hear things from their rabbi who would say something in the name of a yachid, but not mention the yachid's name. Present it as if it was Stamma. And the Talmud would repeat it that way. Even though he knew that this halacha is really being said over the name of a yachid. So if it's being over, said over the name of a yachid, so mention the yachid. But he would say it pistama. You know why? Because the Mishnah says, Chayv Adam Leimar, Beloshin Rabbi. And that's why people would do it that way. Right, sometimes... People would present halachas, and you would say, over three halachas, it just so happens, this halach is going according to this tana, that's going according to that tana, the other one's going according to a different tana. Umishim hachi, parashi, the Gemara, says Rav Shira going, that's why you find in the Gemara's, hamani rabbi plenihi, vamina man tana lahadu tana rabbana, kimai hai tana, vamina bekam aduchti, misha shanazu, lai shanazu, umedakta kibbe masnisa, bimilso milso mino, umekmina resha bechat tana, vasayfe bechat tana, because that's the way it was presented. Very often, this was simply the way it went. Vahanach says Rav Shira all these different teachings that were all done orally all of this is what we know today as a b'raisa it's what we know today as a b'raisa Basr the Tarets Rebbe Masnisa Dilan meaning Rebbe went 
And Rebbe took all of these teachings and he decided that I think there's going to come a time in history where it's not going to work out. I think we need a uniform nusach how we're going to teach Teresh of Alpeh. Think about it. Teresh of Iksav has a uniform nusach. Every single person in the world, when he studies the story of creation, he reads the words, Bereshis Bara Elikim Esa Shamayim Ve'esa Oretz. And Rebbe felt that the same should be true when it comes to Teresh of Alpeh. Forget about writing, not writing. It's a whole different Indian. How it should be taught. And it should be that when you learn Bava Kama, Arba Ovois Nazik, and Ashar Ba'abar Ba'amad Ba'ahevim. That's what Rebbe was trying. That was the Iketayalas of Rebbe. That's what he's trying to do. And he wasn't being mechadosh anything. That wasn't his avoider. What he was trying to do was he was taking all these different teachings where everybody's teaching it in his own nosach and he said, I don't think this is smart. It's not wise. Yeah, there were times it worked where the Messiah was so solid. But I think he gias, man, where we need something that's going to be 100% clear. And he goes on page after page where he talks about this. And that was his avoider. So he went... And he came up with one nusach, which is based on a true story, right? It's based and modeled, and it derives from all the different prices, which were all really saying the same thing. And he just wanted to have one solid, uniform way of presenting it, because he thought this was the absolute best way for him to be able to preserve the Messiah. So the Messiah of Rebbe's Grace Avoida was that he dedicated his life for there to be a uniform way of teaching Teresh of Alpeh, just like there's a uniform way of teaching Teresh of Iksav. What immediately came to mind was the Rambam in his Mishnah Torah in the beginning of Hilchas Tefillah, where he talks about the history of Tefillah. And he says it used to be that every person was able to daven in his own nusach, and he would daven this way, and he would daven that way. And then Ezra came, and Ezra realized that this is not smart. Because you need a uniform way to daven. And maybe there's a mailah for every person to redoise his hearts. But at the same time, tefillah is going to get lost. And there's going to be no tefillah anymore. So he said, you know, you daven, Baruch Shammah. He gave us a nusach. Baruch Shammah's grada much later. But he gave us a nusach at tefillah. And he said, how are you supposed to daven? And the point is, is because it's going to get lost otherwise. At the end of the day, organized religion works. It's a very critical thing. And when you tell people what to do, when to do it, and how many times to do it, it's just better. So he said, for this Rebbe to teach this way, for that Rebbe to teach that way, it's too confusing. And B'meshach HaDoyres, and Rebbe lived through the door of Yeridus HaDoyres, and he was afraid that this was all going to come to an end. And it's for that reason he said, we need a uniform way of doing it. So what was Rebbe's contribution to the Mishnah? It was two things. Rebbe wrote the Mishnah. Agav, that's a big shayla really, Rebbe wrote the Mishnah. A lot of chaykrim hold. Rebbe didn't write the Mishnah. There's a bunch of Rashi's and Shas, which a mashma. Rebbe didn't write the Mishnah. Tzvi'ah Shchayis wrote about this by Riches and a whole bunch of places. Dvarim atikin and dvarim yuduin. Ve'en kana makam harkas. It's not the nakud of this. It's not a matter who wrote it. It's a question, where did the Mishnah come from? What is the Mishnah? Like, ma tivoyshel uberzu? And the answer is, is that this is Rebbe's creation for there to be one just like the Anshay Knesset Agdoyla said Shmoyne Esrei that has the tzura of what we know today Shmoyne Esrei so it should be uniform not because people weren't davening but like this there would be a uniform way to daven that's exactly what Rabbi Huda Anasin is trying to do Lamaisa Rav Shira going goes and he says that the MS is during the times of Rebbe and this is a little interesting because you know we talk about Mishameis Rebbe Huchpulu Atzaris it's uh, the last Gemara in Masech Tosoyta. We have read on that. What's Huch Polu But Mishamesh Rebbe, a lot of terrible things happened. But during Rebbe's own lifetime, it was actually the best of times. 
And, you know, sometimes right before the Fnei Shever Ga'oin, and this was the Ga'oin that came before the Shever of the Ptira of Rebbe, he says, He says, if you look at Rebbe and the door of Rebbe, there was an incredible Siyat HaDashmai. It was an anomaly. Rebbe lived after the Churban. Bad things were happening to the Jews after the Churban. And during this time, there's this incredible aberration where all of a sudden, mitamol, Rebbe has this incredible siyat HaDashmai. Listen to how he describes it. Number one, Rebbe was Torah Vigdullah B'makam Echad. V'havakaifen le'mikol asrei kuleishne. says, everyone in the world was make of kaif to Rebbe. There was never any controversy surrounding Rebbe. Even G'doy Le'olam over the years. Not everybody agreed with, but not Rebbe. Rebbe never had any controver- controversy associated with him. V'havakaifen le'mikol asrei kuleishne. He brings the Gemara in Masechtas Gittin. He says, "Look it up. There were no pogroms. There was nothing. There was no Shema during the times of Rabbi." And the reason was because of this Ahava that Rabbi had together with the Roman Caesar, whose name was Antoninus, and it was because of this. Listen to what he says. I'm reading. From the Pirish side. But Rebbe observed, he realized that something's going on in the world. There's an unprecedented calm. This is after the Chorbin. Why is it like this? Why is everything so perfect right now? There must be a reason. And Rebbe said, there must be a Shlichus over here. There's obviously something very critical, it's fascinating, it's very important, that needs to be accomplished for Torah to have a key in the future generations. And the Abish is giving me right now an unprecedented calm because I have the ability and I have the resource. Right? Rebbe looks in the mirror and he says, Torah v'gdula b'makam echad. Right? Mabish b'mais m'ishavad Rebbe. Eloi matzinu Torah v'gdula b'makam echad. So what, there's a reason for this. So Rebbe says, must be that there's an avoida. And umi oideh im le'ez kazois. And he goes and he decides to do the Mishnah. So we always say that Rebbe chapti ridus adoiris eis l'asas l'ashem efer teres echad. It's true, but it's also pump fakir. He chapt what's going on and then all of a sudden here he's mamish, best friends with the Roman Caesar. There's no shmodis. He has all the money in the world. No controversy. Everybody's make of Kayevtim. Why did this happen? Must be there's a period of calm right now where we need to do something. And that's what Rebbe did. And what he felt he needed to do is he felt he needed to write the Mishnah. It's half of a fellow. He goes later, and this part we've already spoken about, where he says that you know, he observed all the different prices and he wasn't sure which one to pick up on, and the one he decided to pick up on was Rameir, and he gives a whole arichis on who Rameir was, and Rameir was a balhaloshin, and Rameir knew how to speak balashin ktsara, and Itafka wanted that it should be balashin ktsara, and that's why he ended up doing what he did and the way he did it, and then he says that when Rebbe wrote the Mishnah, meaning when Rebbe was Masadr the Mishnah, he decided that there were certain things that were a little bit unclear that needed to be sorted out, meaning he, he added things, and this is a very important part of the story. Last paragraph. Firstly, he added things that were from his times. He has Mishnayas from 400 years ago. So, you know, today, Rabbi Shul ben Prachi had said something. He lived in the times of the Hanukkah story. Good. But now it's several hundred years later. So we need Hoysafis. So Rebbe goes and Rebbe makes Hoysafis. And he was metarit certain things the way he thought. You should be metarit. And he was machriya certain things as being stams. And certain things had to be set over in the lotion of a yachid. So there was a lot of work and a lot of editing 
that Rebbe did. See, he didn't just cut and paste and say, let me take Rameh's Mishnais. Because Rameh's Mishnais came from Rabbi Akiva, right? We know that. It's Alibid Rabbi Akiva, who got it from his Rebbe, Rabbi Liazah maybe, who got it from his Rebbe. So there was work that had to be done. So there was a lot of soft editing that was done, and he goes on to explain what those edits were. And that's why Halacha Kistam Mishnah, right? Rabbi Yochanan, we had it in yesterday's office, throughout Shas, holds Halacha Kistam Mishnah. What is he saying? He's basically saying that when Rebbe went through his Avoita and he did what he did, so what he deemed to be a Stam Mishnah, that's Halacha Lamaisa. Because that wasn't Stam Abiyah, Stam Mishnah. Rebbe's paskining that this should be a Stam Mishnah. So if Rebbe paskins that this should be a Stam Mishnah, Rebbe Yechon, it says anything that went through Rebbe Yudanossi's editorial uh, process, as far as I'm concerned, you can go to war with that. That's Halacha Lamaisa. That's the Oymik of Rebbe Yechon's Halacha Kistam Mishnah. But the point is, these contributions, and that's why you have Tanoim that are mentioned in the Mishnah that our first be made Rebbe, because Rebbe is adding, and Rebbe is contributing, but this is a little bit to your side. So what it, so we know what the mission is. What's the b'raisa? Everything else. That's what Shira Goyen says. Everything else. Now, how's the Shemun Ewa Toysfus? What did Rabbeinu Tam say? The Iker is not the Toysfus. The Iker is the Tushtal. But what did Toysfus, what did Rabbeinu Tam say? Rabbeinu Tam said, Lefisha Mishnai is how you call him Rebbe. Elosher Rebbe Sidram. The Pirish is Rav Shira Goyen. Half of a fellow. Avo b'raisos. How you shoyin a Rebchia. Masha Yomosef Rebbe Ala Mishnai is. Brises came about during that kufa of Rabbi Yudah Nasi. These were hoisophis of Rebbe. That's not where Rabbi Yudah says. We're going to blibe Tzorachin on this. But I just want to end with one ha'ara. I think it's Kedai. And that is, so who wrote the Mishnah? Rebbe. Right? You ask anyone, right? this is Fraskworthy. Who wrote the Mishnah? Rebbe is the one that wrote the Mishnah. There's a Gemara in Mesechtis Bava Metziah, Dafpeh Vava Meralef. The Gemara says like this, Rebbe virab Nosen, Soif Mishnah. Rav Ashi v'Ravino, Soif Haira. Rabbi and Rav Nosson are Soif Mishnah. Rav Ashi and Ravino are Soif Haira. So everyone knows where Rav Ashi and Ravino are Soif Haira. They, they wrote the Gemara. Ravina and Rav Ashi. Also frostworthy. Who wrote the Mishnah or who's Soif Mishnah? It's Rabbi and Rav Nosson. So Rashi, what does that mean? Rabbi and Rav Nosson, Soif Mishnah, Soif Tanoim. Ad yemeyem omru ishes dvar bebeis hamedrash. Vayetamidim garsin shmua shmua levada. Vlayhoye mesechta isturois. Vesidram bekibetz al aseder. Vehaim kololu haomur bedoyrish alifneim. Vesidros hamesechtes. Vachreim loyisifu elamat. You know who wrote the Mishnah? Rebbe and Reb Nossin. I think Reb Nossin goes down as the most unsung hero in Jewish history. Everyone knows Ravina and Ravashi. It's Re- Rebbe. Like, what did Reb Nossin do that? We forgot about him. You know, it's funny. The Gemara says, Man Yeshayimrim Reb Nossin. He's the Yeshayimrim if there's ever been one. Like, we, what happened to Reb Nossin? His mom just bothered me. Like, how did we forget about Reb Nossin? How did his, what did Reb Nossin do that history forgot Reb Nossin? Right, it's a Pella. So my side looked around a little bit, and all roads lead to the same place. So I found Reb Ruvi Margolis. He doesn't ask this kasha, but I'll just tell you one Dov Nifla that he says. And this is in Margolis Hayam. It's in the Sechta Sanhedrin. It's on Daflamid Amir Aleph. He says in the middle of uh, his Pirish on a Rashi, he has... It's Sif Aleph on Daflamid Amid Aleph, but he has a part one and a part two. This is the second part of part one. I mean, if this was my chid, it should be a whole safer. But it's only part two of part one in one shtickle on Amid Aleph. But the bottom line is, he mentions this Gemara, that the Gemara says that Rebbe and Reb Nassim was safe Mishnah. And Rashi says, Mufurish, He says that what does it mean? It means Rebbe didn't do this work by himself, but Rebbe did it together with Reb Nassim. So he says, this is what I think. It's your dua that whenever there's a machloikis between Ravina and Ravashi, so it's a shayla who we paskin like. 
The Rishonim that say we pass like Ravina. It's really a Chiddush, because the Gemara says in Erev and Samach Gimel that Ravina was a Talmud of Ravashi. Talmud Chavar, but he was a Talmud. Ravashi, you would think, would have been the person that we should pass him like. We pass him like Ravina. The Chavasiyar writes in a Chufa, it's in Simon Tzadik Dalit, it's in his famous Chufa where he talks about Kloli Ashas, that the reason we pass him like Ravina over Ravashi is because Ravashi lived in Bavel, Ravina lived in Eretz Yisrael, and Avira de Eretz Yisrael Machim. The truth is, there's precedent for this already in Halacha from the Ramban that sometimes you say Avira de Eretz Yisrael Machim when it comes to a Machloikis and Halacha, Rabbi and Rabzeira. But the point is, he said Avira de Eretz Yisrael Machim. This is a fact. Ravashi lived in Bavel. That was his primary place of residence. Whereas Ravina, he lived in Eretz Yisrael. The Talmud Bavli was written by two great Amoiran who lived in two different geographic areas. One lived in Eretz Yisrael and the other one lived in Bavel. Who wrote the Mishnah? It was Rebbe and Rav Nossin. Rav Nossin is referred to sometimes in Chas as Rav Nossin Abavli. He says, it's not a coincidence. He says, Pasha, it has to be. That if you were going to go and do, the Rambam talks about this in his Akdomah to the Pirish Mishnah, where he describes exactly how the Mishnah was put together. It was done by being Mechabet's Gedolim and manuscripts. He had to have every Brysa, and if he's going to do this, what is the magnum opus of all magnum opus? Opai, or however you say that. The point is, is that this is like one of the great works of all time. You have to make sure you have everything. So you couldn't just have someone living in Eretz Yisrael, or you couldn't just have living someone in Bavel. So he says, it's Pasha to me. I don't have a suffix that's what's going on here. He said, it's Ravina and Ravashi. Ravina who lives in Eretz Yisrael, Ravashi who lives in Bavel. And he says, it's Rebbe and Rav and Abavli. Rebbe who lives in Eretz Yisrael, and Rav Nassan Abavli, who lives in Bavel. And together, he's going to collect the primary Yishuvim of Eretz Yisrael and the primary of Bavel. Each one has his Avaidah. He has his Gesheft. Meaning, it almost sounds like the reason Rav Nassan Abavli is involved, probably, again, I'm saying this, but I don't know, is Rabbi Yehuda Nassi needed someone. He needed to have a point person in Bavel to help him with this work. And that person is Rav Nassan Abavli. It's Nikra al-Shem Rav Nasi, not just because of how great he was, but the whole setup of like how Rav Shira going says it, the calm and the Torah of Gedullah, right? he was funding it, Rabbi. So all of that, that came from Yehuda Nasi. But at the end of the day, there needs to be someone who's going to be in Bavel who's going to oversee this. Because there's so much Torah in Bavel. And who is that person? That person is none other than Rav Nasi Rabbi. Torah Tvarav, one of the things that Rav Ruhm says is, you know, there's a Gemara, Masech Tesksubis, Dafayin Heim and Aleph, where the Gemara said, Amr Abaya, Abaya said, V'chad minayum, one of them, meaning one of the G'dayim in Eretz Yisrael is Adav Kitrei Minan. He's like two of us. And my Rav, Rav said, minan When one of us go to Eretz Yisrael, Adav Kitrei Minaya, we're like two of them. It's a very mysterious Gemara. What does this Gemara even mean? So Ruben Margola says, I think the Gemara means as follows. There were two places where Torah was being taught. There was Bavel and there was Eretz Yisrael. There was a Shtarke Messiah in Bavel. There was a Shtarke Messiah in Eretz Yisrael. If you lived in Eretz Yisrael, all you knew, he throws this Agav, all you, one line, all you know is Eretz Yisrael. If you lived in Bavel, all you knew was Bavel. The minute somebody goes from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, now he's double because I have your Torah and I have the Torah from where I come from. But it's also true in the reverse. If I go to you, I'm going to be double. So Abayus said, Vichad minayu adav kitrei minan. Mean Abayus 
looking at the chevet that came from Eretz Yisrael. He says, wow, these are a bunch of, bunch of lamdonim. They're not shaykh. One is better than the next. One of them is, is mamish like two of us. They're double us. Don't be so nespalabai. If one of us would go, there would be two of them. The reason they're double is because they have made the tires. Oh, but the bottom line is, he says that that's this Indian. Torah, there was Tremunon, there were two. There was the Torah in Babel, the Torah in Israel. You needed two people. You know, what came to mind, and we'll stop with this, is the Gemara says in Chulam and Zayin a famous Gemara. Rab Nassin said, said, I was once in Krake Ayam, and a woman came to me, and she said she had two sons that died, Machmas Mila, and uh, should I do the Bismila? And he said, wait. And she ended up naming her son, when the son ended up uh, being Chay Kayama. Nasan Habavli, right? That was his name, Habavli, which sounds like his last name. But he called him. She called him Nasan Habavli Elshmi. The Shul Pamach said there was another story. I was once in the Medina of Kaputkia, and Bas Ishulafanei Shemalabna Rishin Umeisheni Umeis. Same story. I said, wait, and again she named the child Nasan Habavli Elshmi after me. Nasan Habavli is in Krake Ayam. He's in Kaputkia. What's he doing? So this is always a little bit of a question. Rabbi Akiva is always on a boat, right? What's Rabbi Akiva always on a boat? So we've spoken about this over the years. Rabbi Shabbat Rabbi Akiva, Ad Shabbat Rabbi Akiva. Maybe Rab Nassim is doing his avoider. You have a different the hair in who Rab Nassim is. Rab Nassim Ababu, he's going to Kraki Ayam, he's a kaputki. He's working for Abu Nassim. He's his Yad Yimin. He has to go now and he has to find all the different manuscripts. But here's the rest of the story. Who wrote the Mishnah? Who was Masad of the Mishnah? Rabbi? It's almost accurate. It's Rebbe and Rab Nassim. It's a Mafurishigamara, Mitarashi, Mbavamitsiya, Dafpe, Vavamanav.